This is your coffee break. Hi friends. I am here this week to talk to you about writing and I also have my good friend Kale Lawrence who has just published her first novel and is working on her second. So welcome Kale. Thank you. Oh, I'm so excited to have you here. So um, we're actually here in person and I won't tell you where we are because that's a secret. But um, <laughs> I have in front of me here your very, very first book. It's beautiful. It has this lovely thick paper. I believe you designed the cover yourself. I did. Okay. Yes. Tell me a little bit just real quick about your novel. So when people ask me this, this is probably the hardest question yes. that I ever have to uh, face. Basically, it's um, it's a young adult novel. Very steampunk slash science fiction. It is basically, it's about a 17-year-old kid um, right after a major war. He is struggling with his relationship with his uncle, who is his guardian. Um, his uncle is also a renowned war general that was just in the war. So um, the whole story is basically about him discovering that um, everything isn't as it seems. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, the trials and tribulations that come out of not only war in general, but just being a teenager and discovering that things are completely different than how you might have originally imagined them. So the title of your book is Alex in Wunderstrand, yeah. which I want to, I'm like so tempted to pronounce German like Wunderstrand. Yes, actually some people, um, I've gone to a couple different uh, book festivals this year so far, and I had one guy came up, he came up to me and he was like, Alex in Wunderstrand. And I'm like, holy crap, like he just had this like uh -huh. massive, like crazy voice that just emanated out of him. And I'm like... Oh my gosh, wow. Okay, but yeah, yeah, I actually just pronounce it Alex in Wonderstrand, so very American. <laughs> that is fine. Um, but actually, people have asked me, is it German? Does it mean something? And I wanted something to sound like Wonderland, like Alice in Wonderland, but I didn't know. It was just kind of something that, that came out of my imagination. And oddly enough, it is kind of a, um, a combination of two words, so wonder meaning wonderful or amazing and strand meaning beach mm -hmm. or on a coast. And it, it just worked out. Tell me a little bit how Alice in Wonderland influenced this book, if at all. It actually did. Um, that's one of my most favorite stories of all time. Um, I love the idea of someone in a normal situation being thrust into this beautiful, magnificent world. But then also realizing that that world is everything that has always been a part of their entire life um, from the very beginning. And I've always been interested in kind of like a male's perspective of Alice in Wonderland. And so um, this story kind of uh, was born from that little thought of, well, can I experience this from a male's perspective? And uh, like, how weird can I make this? So <laughs> it's, it's not quite Alice in Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland, I mean, some people will say, oh, is this like um, a part of the story? No, it's, I mean, Lewis Carroll has his stuff. I have mine. This is just kind of influenced, I guess, a little bit by that. Were there any surprises writing from a male's perspective? Um, a little bit. Um, I started off thinking, oh, I got this. And honestly, like, no one really has got this unless they've been there before. So mm -hmm. I actually, um, at the time I started writing, which was about five years ago, my brother was 17, 18 years old. So I talked to him a lot about <laughs> like how he handled certain situations. 
And ironically enough, his uh, one of his good friends died that year. So I got to see him in that grieving process. Oh my gosh. And so that really was something that kind of influenced um, like how Alex reacts to certain things too, because I had seen that with my brother and um, just kind of asked him about how he would react in certain situations. So I did kind of have, I need to stop saying kind of, first of all. <laughs> no, you're fine. <laughs> but I did have um, a little help there. Um, which is great because I am first and foremost female. And uh, no matter what characters I put myself in their situation, I can kind of get through what their thought process is, but I really don't know the male perspective as well as the female perspective. So I wanted to experiment with that. Do people ever like think like, oh, a guy obviously wrote this? I kind of like it that way. Uh, Kale is a little... Um, gender neutral, gender non-specific. So I do prefer that. Um, but at the same time, it's just, I want people to really feel for the story and not necessarily jump to the fact that, oh, I'm a female mm -hmm. author right off the bat. I mean, I know JK Rowling kind of started off that way and she's like, well, you know, uh, I'm going to go by an initial because I, I don't want males to be afraid of reading my work. And, and it is a really real thing which is unfortunate, but uh, I guess it, it works, though, that, that gender-neutral type of name. I know that a lot of writers go from point A to point B. Point A being dreaming and point B being the actual, I'm going to commit to doing this. What was that like for you? Well, the dreaming part was very much a dream. <laughs> a lot of my, my worlds will come from dreams that I've had, but also I got the idea for it when I was just standing in line at Disney World. So in a very dream-filled land, yeah. um, I was really bored and I'm like, oh, what can I do to pass the time? Because this is a really <laughs> long line. But it seemed almost instantaneous. I went from that, that dream of, here's the story that's just circling my mind to, I'm going to start writing this down. My normal writing process is go straight to the computer, write, 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 write. This was different in the way that I picked up an old, like, Victorian-style journal and just started writing and having that, that thought process and that thought flow from, from brain to hand to paper was just so perfect for a story that was very much Victorian, how it started off. And... Did you write the whole thing that way by hand? I actually made the switch. I couldn't do the whole thing by hand. Uh, my hand was getting a little bit cramped. <laughs> but uh, after a couple months, I realized this needs to go on the computer, especially uh, with my writing process. I'll start writing. I'll go back and edit. Mm. I'll keep writing. I'll go back and edit. So it's almost this uh, teeter-totter effect of writing and editing. And... Uh, I just, I decided the computer was probably the best way to go after a couple months. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> so kind of talking about your writing process, you started this book while you were working. Mm -hmm. What did life look like for you as you were writing this book and balancing a job and everything else? Uh, one thing that a lot of people don't realize is that when I started writing this book, I had just gotten a job. Um, in the media. So I worked as a broadcast producer slash web producer. So I was actually in the whole journalism world. And that's where Imogen's character comes out of things and, and how I have a profound love for the media, but also a profound distrust for the media <laughs> as well. Um, 
So that just, uh, it, it looked very much like going to work as a full-time producer, writing real news, and then coming home and writing something that was completely fictitious, which was a great breath of fresh air. The whole writing process took a little over a year originally, and I had put it out in 2011, but then just recently have gone back through and rewritten a lot of it. You know, I had made the transition to uh, not working in TV so much anymore, but more of like a marketing type job. And so I had a little bit of a, a different perspective when rewriting it, but the original perspective was still there. I don't know a whole lot of writers who have the chance to go back and restructure their work. So this is like mm -hmm. a remastered edition. And with that in mind, was that just something that was uniquely because you self-published? Yeah, I think so. I, I, a lot of authors that go through the traditional publishing process, they seem to have it really good because they've got those editors with them and they've got people helping them really craft their work mm -hmm. in a beautiful way. Um, it was self-published in 2011. I really rushed the process, didn't have editors looking over it, so it was a little awkward in that sense, and that's why it kind of came down as soon as it went up. But uh, just recently, now with the, the re-release, if you will, this has been a much longer process so over the span of about two years now with the rewriting process and also um, having an actual editor helping me through. And that's that's been amazing. Oh, but okay. yeah, yeah, it's it's very much a self-published type of uh, scenario, if you will. Yeah. So I'm so curious. I don't know a whole lot about the world of self-publishing. Mm -hmm. Did you have to find your own editor? I mean, how much of this did you have to discover along the way? Um, tell me about that. Uh, self-publishing is a beast. It's, uh, <laughs> it's for, it's only, I would recommend self-publishing to those who are extremely ambitious, hmm. but also who have the ability to have someone to either help them with marketing or you're in marketing, you understand the process. Uh, for me, I just, I really love marketing. I love graphic design. I love layouts of books. So that was all kind of on me. But I have a really good friend who is a, uh, a film slash writing professor at the University of, of Illinois in Springfield. And she's very much into the complexities of stories mm -hmm. and how artists really get this the story across to their audience. And uh, she's very good with English. And uh, she really kicked my butt in the editing process. And I am so thankful for her. So would you self-publish again? I absolutely will, <laughs> for sure, because I'm already planning. This is a series, so I'm already writing the second book. And it will be put out the same way. Um, I'm also in the midst of a different book, more young adult, like horror, paranormal type stuff. So that is kind of that's a side project. Um, I like that you have side projects, you know, <laughs> stemming off of your side projects. Right, like exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's very ambitious, but uh, it's something that I really want to experience. So that will also be self-published. So I'm kind of in that uh, self-published world right now. And um we're, we're in love. So. Good. Oh, I love it. I love it. So while you were writing this book, this first book, and now as you're writing the second book and this other side project book, you are working a full-time job. Mm -hmm. You are maybe doing some writing even um, at your old job, at this new job. 
I mean, when you get home from work, how do you make yourself right? I mean, are you all creatively burnt out at the end of the day? How does how does that work for you? Sometimes there are days when I do more writing than others um, in the professional world. And there's a balance there with um, whatever client is needing any sort of writing done. It's very um, business-like. It's very nonfiction. Um, So I do feel great when I can come home and really explore that that fictional side of things of, of writing. But... Yeah, there, there's days when I just can't write in another word, but then there are others when I can't stop writing, and those are the days I live for. Oh my gosh, me too. I know exactly that feeling you're talking about, yeah. and it's just, that's what I live for. Um, you have this beautiful cover that you Thank designed, you. Um, and I'll make sure that I put um, this image in the show notes for today's episode so that everybody can enjoy looking at it. You designed your own cover. What What yeah. was that process like? Well, um, at first, originally, I had hired an artist to do the first edition cover, uh, thinking that, well, you know, she can um, design what maybe I can't quite do. And at the time, I really didn't have a lot of experience with graphic design, so that was such a help. But I had gotten comments saying, probably not your best cover, or like, this doesn't look quite right, or... Uh, I would read this if it had a different cover. So I took that into perspective. And then when I was doing this this um, new rewriting process, I knew that I needed a fresh look. And at this point in my life, which was only a couple years ago, I had had more graphic design um, experience, just professionally, just for fun as well. So um, and then I had my sister kind of help me out with, uh, she does a lot of photo shoots and different Photoshop stuff for those photo shoots. So she had had experience with really the overall aesthetic and mm. look. So she helped me out with that as well. And also helped me with the, uh, the title graphic too. But the process was great, uh, especially when I found the model to do the stock and I was like this is the one that's so so like so this is a stock image like did you just go through thousands of pictures I did did. and then he really stood out Mm -hmm. and I was like okay this is it so um I already have the next book that stock is purchased and all ready to go oh my gosh awesome I wonder if this guy will ever like you know (laughs) if this model will ever look at your book and be like I'm Alex. Like, yeah. I don't know. I hope so. I would really want that to happen. Actually, with the first cover uh, version, the the model on that actually did know that he was on a book cover, and um, the artist had specifically gotten permission from him to use him on the image. And so with that one, at least, he was like, oh, that's really cool. I'm on the cover. And he was British, apparently, oh. so that was perfect. But... Um, no, I really hope that he sees this someday. I hope so, He's too. Like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so Alex's stand-in model, if you're out there somewhere. I'd, please, like, yes. I'd like to hear from you. Yes, yes. <laughs> Let us know. Contact Kale. I will have links to contact and purchase mm-hmm. books and everything at the end. But if you have time for, Absolutely. let's see, just a few more questions. Yeah, okay. definitely. So I'm so interested in how series work because I'm not a planner. 
So you have, your first book is published, you're working on your second one, you have the side project. How far in advance have you planned this series? Did you originally plan for it to be a series? How do you handle character arcs going through multiple books? I'm all ears. Yeah, so this is really difficult. Any author that's ever written a series is amazing and I look up to them because it is such hard work. Not only is it hard work to come up with the original idea and carry it through one book, but then you have the recap, the like reminding readers what's going on and how things are changing. Mm -hmm. And just especially with the main character is probably the hardest with the character arcs because they've already been through one. Now you got to step it up a little bit, go through the second one, and this is going to be a three book series. So how is he going to advance and go like completely above and beyond those other character arcs? In the third book. So um, it's it's a challenge. Um, I have a... This is... Okay, so this is really weird. Okay, I, good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew um, what was going to happen in the first book and had some inklings of what was going to happen in the second book. And still do, obviously, as I'm working through it. But um, the third is like, I know what the end is going to be like, but I don't quite know what is going to happen so it's almost like I'm experiencing this with Alex and with the other characters some scenes even in the first book weren't planned originally and they just happened and it was like okay this is this is going on this is gonna happen all right um but that just adds to the excitement I think and it's I can tell which chapters were the unplanned ones and you can just kind of see that Maybe my strongest writing comes out in those chapters. And so that's why I've left some of the things unplanned for like the, the end of the second and the beginning of the third, where it's a little bit of a gray area. But I'm experiencing it as I'm going through the story. But I also like to have that vague outline of where am I going so I know that I'm just not going crazy off the road. Yes. <laughs> yes. Off the rail, I should say. Off the rail, yes. Well, yeah. Since we're in steampunk land. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just, I'm the same way. Uh, just thinking about these authors and yourself as included and how they're able to write multiple books with iterative character growth and mm -hmm. character development. I just think that's so amazing. Yeah. Speaking of books, what do you like to read? Oh, my goodness. I am a all huge yes all all the books <laughs> all the books. Um, I am a very big Harry Potter fan, so I have been since I was in middle school. Literally grew up with Harry Potter um, when it was first published. I was eleven years old, so it was just, oh that's perfect. Yeah, it was that perfect like oh my gosh, I'm growing up with the series. I really love Lord of the Rings. I love all those just really classic series that young adults will gravitate towards. I I love Sherlock Holmes as well. So I like that like mm. mystery and that uh, more refined work of the earlier years. Yeah. And uh, I, I love H.G. Wells and um, Jules Verne and all of those brilliant minds yes. in science fiction. And, and really that kind of helped shape my writing. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, basically everything. Basically I, everything. I love everything. <laughs> I've I really started to get into um, like local authors as well. So I just uh, not too long ago met um, KT Webb, who's a South Dakota author. Wow. And she writes a lot of young adults, kind of a fantasy, paranormal stuff, but then also the romance side of things. So really enjoying her work. Yeah. And just, I don't know, it just, it makes me so happy to 
own a book from someone who lives very close and have their autograph on the cover and everything. It's just really cool. I agree. I have, so I have a special room in my office where I have this special bookshelf. And on this bookshelf are books that have been written by people I know. Oh, cool. And it, it's awesome. And this, that's where I grabbed your book from this morning. Yay. Um, so it's just, I mean, what a wonderful thing and what a, what a great community to be a part mm-hmm. of, right? It's just, I don't know, the writing community is, is, is amazing. So. Right. It is. Yeah. So supportive too. Yes. Not, like, competitive at all. Maybe a little bit if you don't know them, but it's just, it's it always brings a smile to my face. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see. Is there anything else that you kind of wanted to talk about today? Oh, man. And then I'm going to ask where people can buy your books. So. Okay. Uh, just that I'm really excited for the second Alex in Wonderstrand book. Uh, the cover looks awesome. I just put that out not too long ago, and it just uh, brings a whole new element to the series, I think, and... Um, just really excited for people to read it, you know? Yes. <laughs> but, of course, you know, the first book, too. Please read that, Please, too. Yes, yes. Well, it's a series, so you'll want to start with the first one. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. Well, Kale, where can people find you online? Where can they find your books? How can they pay you money for your books? Yeah. Well, um, Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com, all the good places to look up those books. I do have the print version and the ebook version out right now in the future, the audiobook is coming, so that's in the works right now. Um, okay, while you're mentioning that, I yeah. kind of hope, and this is a long shot, but that like German dude who saw you at that conference, <laughs> did you hire him to do the audiobook? He ran away too quickly oh. before I could get him locked in a contract. Because <laughs> that would be amazing. Okay. Yeah, no, I actually, I've had a couple auditions already for the the audiobook, and I'm still I'm still looking for that perfect voice, but there have been so many talented people that have put in their their auditions, and it's just like, what? This is happening. This is real life. That's amazing. Where where are you finding people? Like I'm just curious. So I go through a company called ACX. It is owned by Amazon. So um, they handle the the finding of the talent, if you will, the the producers, and then it's a very digital process. So it makes it very easy to um, work with someone and it's it's just it's awesome but yeah I, I've kind of put that on the back burner for now as I'm really trying to get the print and ebook versions going um, but the audiobook I feel like is going to be awesome I hope it is in fact I know it is that's so cool <laughs> I just love the idea of like finding the voice there's just something really magical about finding a spoken voice for these words that you've written I mean that's yes what a cool thing and it just it sounds so crazy being read back to you in that voice too and it's like wow okay this <laughs> I, I wrote this but it doesn't sound like I did you know because it sounds one way going through and reading um like what you wrote off your laptop and um, I actually have a process where, as I'm going through and editing, I read everything out loud. So I literally yes. read my entire book from first word to last word, um, just to make sure it sounds great. And yeah, it's just it's so different with the whole audiobook process. This has been so lovely. I'm so glad that we got to have this conversation in person. I love just looking at your face when you're talking about books and writing. You just have, <laughs> you just glow and it's, it's beautiful. So Thanks. thank you so much for agreeing to be a guest on the show. Once again, everyone, uh, this is Kale Lawrence. You should purchase immediately her book, Alex in Wunderstrand, or if you are German, Wunderstrand. <laughs> and... And yes, thank you so much for taking the time today to be with us. Oh, thank you. Oh, wonderful.